The following podcast is a Rotten Corpse Radio production. How's your day going? Um, well, I woke up at noon and um, I went out to breakfast and then I came home and watched The Big Bang Theory and uh, then started uh, recording with y'all. Nice, so, nice. Pretty laid Earth back so far. Yeah, sounds like a good day so far. Yeah, haven't had a chance to check out anything erotic in any sci-fi show, so. Uh, Somehow, I question that. The erotic ball, I think they have that once a year, right? Oh, God, the things I saw the one time I went there, right, I could right. not believe people were doing that in public. I've been there once. There were two I've people literally day. dancing and doing it doggy style. Oh. I mean, they were full on doing it yeah. on the dance floor, and I'm just sitting there going, are you sitting kidding me? No. And the smell that was coming from them. Oh, I wasn't sure who it was. But somebody had something rotten. <laughs> they were doing it doggy at the erotic ball. Yeah. On the floor with the foul smell. No, not on the floor. Yeah. They were standing. Oh, they were standing. I'm glad I was not at that erotic ball. <laughs> I wish I hadn't been. Because <laughs> that wasn't the worst thing I saw. I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, I-, I prefer to keep what I just. Down. You see some interesting things with those things. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Especially the guy who thought duct tape was a costume. I was just thinking, yes. you know, he's going to regret that when he sobers up and tries to take that off. Or at least needs to go pee. Right? I mean, that, yeah. How do you do that? You what about the meat suit people there? The actual meat suit. You know, oh like yeah, like that's uh, that very comfortable. No. And then after about an hour, you can smell them. Mm-hmm. And it's horrifying. <laughs> So, what, 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 am I, am I funny? <laughs> See, I can't do it talking today. about erotic. Yes, erotic. Eroticism it, it in sci-fi is okay. what it actually is. Because, you know, he did make him, he was a teenager, and you know how horny and curious teenagers can be. Yes, and oh, he, yeah. And does have some unusual plates that unscrew. Oh. Have you noticed that? No, God, I'm going to have to look at it now. Yeah, he's got this, that out. round one up front. Well, you got to figure, I mean, you know, the actor had to have some way to see me. And, right? He's gone off. Yeah, so, um, sci-fi. Yeah. Think about it. What are your favorite sci-fi movies? There's just been so many. Serenity. What is it? Serenity. Serenity, that was a good one. 
have, have you seen the movie? <laughs> yeah, but there's so many viewers probably. So let's that. see. You've got the um, um, couple, the pilot and the warrior woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the guy who plays Mel. Now, that's just... Well, anyway, that does... <laughs> <laughs> And quite a few, yeah, quite a few people are more than interested in the ship's engineer. I can't remember her name. And then you've got River, the crazy kung fu psychic girl. Oh yeah, Uh, I remember. Oh, Kaylee is the um, is the engineer. Yeah, all right, she is hot. I know that that is Serenity. Firefly was where I was first introduced to Christina Hendricks, and I have to say, yum. <laughs> yeah. Right? I, I do have to say, yum. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he doesn't appreciate a beautiful, hot, erotic woman. Especially an engineer. <sighs> really? Yeah. It's one, it's one of my favorite movies, and there's definitely a good erotic aspect. There's Starship Cruises. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. robotic arm. Robotic <laughs> <laughs> arm. Like, come on, who didn't want to like, like Rico or freaking yeah. or what was what was not not the uh, pilot, not not the pilot Janet whatever whoever that Kitty Stitchers. She was hot, but yeah. I really yeah. like the the fucking the other chick, the red uh, the redhead. Oh, uh, Dina Myers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, shit. Yeah, it yeah. was Dina Myers. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yep, yeah, she fought. Yep, that was a good film. It was a Co-ed showering. Yeah, they had the co-ed showering in. in Wait, Wait, Star Trek movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ruka wouldn't be safe. That's the locker room fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all about that. I could just see that poor trooper clawing his way out. No more. No more. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, he did take over the rust. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got to take it with the good and the bad, right? Right. Exactly. Got to take it in which way, right? Yeah. We'll be sitting there going, "Don't worry, it'll be our turn soon." You got your stone. Yeah. The only ball I own. Small <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about stones now, balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a topic. That means it's healthy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Put it in orbit and it's a space ball. <laughs> there definitely is a lot of eroticism in sci-fi. And a lot of, actually, I guess that was when sci-fi series became a big hit. They started doing sci-fi knockoffs of popular shows that were basically 
softcore oh. porn. Like, you know, you had Flash Gordon was an awesome sci-fi series uh, yeah. in the black and white. And they when they did the movie in uh, the late 70s, they came out with Flesh Gordon. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Flesh Gordon 1 and 2. Absolutely hilarious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't he basically running around in a man's version of a bikini for the time? Kinda. I mean, he showed more leg than... Well, we'll just say it was comfortable for most in that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in that time, in that time period. Yeah, definitely. Nowadays, I think we've got underwear that covers less than they'd imagine. Right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some new stuff coming out. I'll let somebody else talk about that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty badass, actually. <laughs> Girls, there's going to be no more panty lines. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you're gonna love yeah. it, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, You'll frighten your boyfriends. They'll be so turned on, they'll pass out. Yes, you know, you mean mm-hmm. it, right? We just have to work on the boomerang feature. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get too excited in the hotel room, at least you know they're coming back. <laughs> It is kind of that shape, too. You can't believe that right back, can't you? Look to the sex toy. Okay. Panties and work as a sex toy. Uh, <laughs> no panty lines and a boomerang. Hey, that's a triple threat right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. Tell me that ain't science fiction, right? It's yeah. Turning into science fact. Science fact. Absolutely. Hey, Daniel, put your phone down, Danny. We're doing a live podcast. I was looking up references. Turn the live phone cast. An iPhone cast. All right, so let's talk about some other sci-fi movies that are a lot of... Barbarella? Barbarella, yeah. Barbarella, there's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Absolutely. Um, If anybody has not seen Barbarella, like... I've lived under a rock and I've seen it. Like, I, I'm, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> you should see it at least once. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Absolutely. Um, uh, you guys got any ideas? You guys got some more uh, movies we can uh, bring up? I want to say Planet of the Apes, but honestly, that's just weird. Yeah, Planet of the Apes was a great, yeah, it was a great movie, but it was not, not really anything erotic no. about it. So. We're getting off subject now. <laughs> yeah. Primal, yet. You're right. Primal, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. What's that? Star Wars. Star Wars. Look and Leia. Look and Leia, yes. Yeah, and, not uh, really anything erotic in Star Wars either. Well, no. I mean, he just they were a couple. Yeah. yeah. And they were a couple, but we didn't see an erotic scene from that movie. So, it was yeah. <laughs> Implied, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. implied. It was implied, yeah, definitely. Well, sure, how about Indiana Jones? Oh, oh, my oh yeah. <laughs> and you love the women. Oh, yeah. yeah, you did love the women. You did. 
No, they did not that ever. imply that he was quite handy with that whip. Oh. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, is it on me? And he's going to say, whip? Yeah. Okay, but these yeah. things do excite me. Whip? Yeah, whips are fun, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how, how do you know what you're doing. How do you feel about whips, basketball? Yeah. Axel, right, so give us your uh, two cents on this one. And um, like, one at a time. I don't don't really see anything erotic in Indiana Jones either. No. Full whip and you're not turned on. No. <laughs> not really. Well, actually, it's okay because some people like whips and other people don't. See each their own. So we'll, we'll let this one slide. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk... You know, eroticism in sci-fi. We should really pick the ones that had, honest to God, eroticism in them. Well, I, and there's well, a there's well, a well, lot. I wasn't working for titles, so I was looking shit up, and I was told to get off my phone. I told to get off her phone. I'm like, this is a live podcast, so this is raw, so we shouldn't have to look it up, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm trying to, like, tap back in. Tap back like, in. I've seen thousands of films. and like, Oh, there are there are a bunch of uh, the erotic. Okay, I mean, when they brought out the new Star Trek series, Star Trek The Next Generation, they, they actually did some things in that that were you didn't expect to see because of television censoring. There were a lot of women in G-strings and, uh, you know, yeah. like uh, underboobs <laughs> showing. And I mean, there's one episode where they're in the holodeck in, in uh, like a mud springs and these two women walk up and it's basically the only thing that, that you see is the sight of their tits with, you know, a nipple cover on. I mean, it was, that was just, you know, amazing for that time frame, considering how strict the censorship was. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. they did really push the envelope on that. Right. And I really got a kick out of the twist they put between Data and uh, Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar, yep. Having a romantic relationship. Because he is fully functional. Yeah, yeah, programmed in multiple techniques I'd like to try. That's going to take a bit, huh? I'm <laughs> set him on autopilot. <laughs> Hang on. Do not show me what you showed me earlier. I, we're not even going to tag people in that. If you guys find out your stuff, that's great. But you do not want to see what we just saw. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I don't. Yeah, you do not want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, if you want to get a good laugh, look it up. But it, it, it will haunt your your mind. <laughs> no, when I have nightmares of that. No, after you see that. Then. Yeah, no kidding. You'd be yeah. afraid of your kitchen. <laughs> Personally, I'm giving the juicer a wide berth from now on. <laughs> you know the wild, like. When we're talking Star Trek, though, shouldn't we also mention, like, the interspecies, like, relationships there? Oh, yeah. Kirk, Kirk had a thing for every female of every species. 
Um, Can you wonder why there were so many triples after he got a hold of them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Riker was just the same way. He was the, you know, the Kirk sex addict. But they toned that down in the later episodes. No. No, they just made him more coy about it. If you really pay attention to what they did. A little more spry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. smoothed him out quite a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> but what about um, Spock and... Um, Uhura. Yeah. Yeah, they always seem to have an implied thing in the original series, and then for them to totally exploit that in the reboot. Mm -hmm. That was uh, one yeah. thing I actually did not see them doing. I, I really, I really I expected it, it, but yeah, didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was good. I would say the Vulcan Oh yeah. Uh, I worked with a guy years ago that had. Stock ears when I was selling cars. It yeah. would be fun to play with, huh? <laughs> you know, if we're going to talk about a sci fi series that was full of okay. eroticism, we have to talk about Lex. Oh. oh, it was completely based on eroticism. Yeah, I mean, that whole series was. In that one episode, that was hilarious. Because the woman was now chasing around the men, doing what they had been doing to her through the whole season. And she's all, I don't know how I got it, but I plan to use it. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and the men are hiding in the bathroom oh, and everything. Yeah. She just wants to get rocks off and leave us. You know, that is actually one of those things. Uh, in the first season of the new Doctor Who, they introduced the character of Captain Jack Harkness who was, like, from the 50-some century, and they brought up the concept of omnisexual. He'll try anything, <laughs> you know? And that was... And, and he, the character himself, uh, John Barrowman's actually uh, openly gay, and if you've ever seen one of his panels, I, oh, my God, they are... Freaking hilarious. But yeah, that... at, the, at the Heroes Dylan Sam Fest here in Portland a couple weeks ago, um, one of the days for Twitter Chief, he was wearing his TARDIS dress and he actually he, he went ahead and rocked my friend's uh headband. My friend Becca, she does headbands of Seek It Up and um so she's got a picture with him. In the TARDIS dress or in the Doctor Who headband and like in like the awesome fucking heels, that man rocks a dress better than any fucking woman I know. <laughs> like, no joke. Wish I would have seen that. Yeah, I know. I enjoyed the con with you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice to be sure. What do we think about like the topic of like omnisexualism? Like what? Uh, like that's hard <laughs> to get your head around. Anything? Trees, plants. I mean, leaves. anyone is. Like, well, I mean, you you gotta you gotta understand. It's it's in the context of the fact that the universe has multiple different life forms. So if we get propelled into reality, a, a reality that includes other life forms. I bet you are going to see an omnisexual movement happen at some point. I, 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 I agree, too. I mean, now that I mm -hmm. think about it in that way, the way you stated it, yeah, very possible. Yeah, in that way, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, That's even in uh, not 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 Babylon Five, but in the uh, the spinoff of that, the one where they were in the uh, the Excalibur, where they were searching for the cure for the 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 Drac plague. At one point, they put on a porno, which you know had a Pachmara in it, which is basically a a squid being. And I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah. And they even make mention of it. Okay, he's not even anatomically compatible with the people that they're showing in the porno, but yet there's this Pachmara in some bondage gear, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, that could be a reality in the future if, you know, when the government releases the fact that we're in contact with aliens. Yeah. Hey, we are discovering that people have, some people have DNA that is yeah, that's extraterrestrial. It doesn't connect with anything else on Earth. Right. There are a lot of studies out there. My uh, my friend is uh, opening up a clinic in Las Vegas, in fact, uh, for some stem cell research and some of these really scientific uh, things that I'll bring up in the future. I don't know. Probably clean. Yeah. Flying organs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can actually manufacture stem cells from regular blood cells now, which I found rather interesting. Wow. Yeah, and they can 3D print organs just as easily as they can anything else now. Yep. So people shouldn't be on organ donor lists anymore. They can literally in 24 hours print you a new heart, lung, liver. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. selling on a YouTube thing I was watching where they were 3D printing bones. No, oh, yeah, that is a chance. That's yeah, first time I've heard that. That's big shit. We we should visit that in the future podcast. We should. Mm. I'd like to do some research uh, before, but yeah, absolutely, definitely look into that. Very interesting. Very very interesting. Yes, and we cloned pigs for a while that had human organs for donation. No, I did hear about. Yeah, they were selling the meat. They the they would that they would anyway, but they were selling the organs too. I mean, think about it though. If you follow that to its logical conclusion, you know there is going to be at some point where you can three D print your own sex partner. How horrifying! It, it it is kind of horrifying, but it will happen. It will. That is insane. Like, then you I, just download a consciousness for it. Yep. Yeah. I've seen that in a few films. I know that shit. I don't know. But nope. could you imagine if that personality turns out to not get along with you? Then what do you do? Yeah. Then you like erase it and start over. I mean, yeah. What do you do with that? I mean, seriously, think about it. It it's, it's going to be one of those yeah. moral dilemmas that <laughs> is going to come up. Order another. Another one? I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. Does it need to eat? That's a good question. Let's ask our viewers. I mean, uh, let's, I don't know. You 3D printed yourself a girlfriend and now it's that time of month. It's, and you're like, I've only uh, had it for two uh, days. Come on. Movie way back. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know, I have one in my head and I can't uh -oh. think of the name. Any good movie. Oh, science. science. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, is that where we're going? Is this is this where we're heading? I mean, think I about think this. So. It is. It it will happen. 
I mean, they already have, I mean, robots. I mean, they're, they already have sex bots and, you know, things like that's the Japanese are all about building a sex bot. I mean, you know it. I, so, yeah. I mean, I just, some of the things I just saw on the internet was just horrifying. <laughs> My God. The things apparently you can do with an egg beater. <laughs> I don't need to know. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, back, back to the topic. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, that's, uh, I mean, I think, um, in all honesty, I mean, if you, 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 I think your partner comes to you a lot, but if you have to print off a partner, I don't think you've got some serious issues. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, put it out there. It, it's, well, I mean, Cherry 2000. I mean, that was, that movie, that movie was honestly about a sex yeah. robot that lost its yeah. its memory or lost its personality chip and the guy yeah. wanted to do nothing but get it back. So the whole thing was about a sex bot. Right. Yeah. That's Cherry 2000. And then Cherry you know, 2000. Yeah. Justin get out there. And I'm like, you went through all of that. And then in the end, he just tells it, go get a coat. And flies <laughs> off. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, well, she was a robot. Now he, now, now he had the real thing. Yeah, that's just. And that was back when Melanie Griffith was hot. Oh yeah, yeah Melanie Griffith. Man. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, they, they, they explored, they explored the, the, uh, robosexual concept in. And yes, that's I'm true. gonna bring it up in Futurama. That's right. Futurama. Yeah, yeah. Futurama, robosexuals. You know, people in love with AIs. <laughs> really, I mean, think about that. <clears throat> no. Just bend your knee. I mean, ow. Ow, ow. This is ow. Yeah, no. No, that would probably feel very good. No. So glad I'm a woman. <laughs> well, you've got one, it's just internal. Yeah, I know, I know. So, I'm just saying, I'm so glad I'm a woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he became a female robot at one he point in time. He did the, like, Fembot Olympics or whatever. Yep. Isn't that what, like, started that whole thing? Or Yep, and then he won, and then he had to stay a woman for a while to keep his prize, and then had all the side effects once they tried to change him back. <laughs> Yeah, so, it, well, I mean, sex sells. I mean, that it really does. So there's, I mean, mm. in just about any show on TV today, not just sci-fi, there is a sex element, and it's very huge. And, you know, sci-fi, sex has been selling sci-fi for, you know, even way back into the black and whites when, and the, the, the silent motion pictures when they did, you know, when there were the couple, I mean... Uh, what was it? Uh, oh, it, what's it called? It, it was the old silent movie, uh, about the female robot, um, like not, not Metropolis or, uh, uh, was it Metropolis? Yeah. I mean, just that was full of sex for that time period. Have to look that one up later. It's a cult classic. 
Oh, and then you cannot forget the ultimate in sexuality and eroticism sci-fi. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Friggin' heavy metal. <laughs> oh, heavy metal. There's another one. That was... Fist of the yeah. North Star. Yeah. Fist of the North Star, not so much. Fist of the North Star was more the... Wait. Are you the, a brutal about, Dragon Ball Z is what Fist of the North Star was. You know where isn't qualified? I believe that was Fist of the North Star. Yeah, Fist of the like I said, Fist of the North Star was more the the brutal big brother of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, but it also had quite a bit more erotic content than you would ever find in any Dragon Ball Z. Uh, well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, the uncut Japanese version that has really never been aired in the United States, had a lot more in it than people realize, too. You're talking about the one that was... Okay. Yeah, this is the North Star, and he's oh, saying yeah. that Dragon Ball Z got more erotic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, mm, no. Uh, I'm, okay, yeah, there's a whole scene between... Um, Bulma and Goku, where he finds out for the first time the difference between boys and girls in Dragon Ball, and he, like, freaks out because she has no balls. <laughs> if that's how it takes to freak someone out, I could scare America. Oh, my God. Seriously? Well, I mean, you got to imagine, growing up as a kid who never knew there were two different genders... Oh. How would you, honestly, if you think about it in that context, how would you react when you encounter the other gender? How, how really would you, you know? How would you react if you encountered a third gender? Put it that way. Yeah, like, hey, I don't, I don't care what, each their own. I don't care if you're straight, gay, lesbian, transgender, whatever. I mean, I've been multiple genders for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just yep. more modern times that we really put such this stigma. Yeah, we put labels more on things right. now than in any other time period or any other it stage in human development. You know what, though? I think, I, I think in America here, we are going overboard on the whole, you know, gender tra- the gender transition thing where there is now, I mean, there's the first child, there's the first child born of indeterminate gender now. It's officially on this kid's birth certificate. Gender is indeterminate. And everybody is, they're, they're wanting, uh, Hawaii has just passed a law where you can put uh, transgender now on your driver's license rather than, and it's just like, I mean, okay, in, in our, we have two genders and you're either male or female. And if you go through a sex change operation to switch to the other gender, then yeah, put that other gender on your driver's license. Seriously. I mean, what is, what is this whole movement to be so politically correct about the whole thing until it hurts? Non-binary on my next ID card, because I may have been born as one sex, I'm not necessarily thinking I need to go through like that whole transitioning transitioning process. Yeah, transitioning like that. <laughs> but 
I definitely identify much more masculine than I do feminine. And I like that that option is there. And I like that I'm able to help that movement for others. I really do. And it gives you something better to put down than when they... No, I I think it's... Yeah, they I, I really think it 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 is it is so. I think it, it's 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 gone to ridiculous levels though. It's become so politically correct that it hurts, and that's yeah, my no, point no, about I'm the whole thing. Like I, I'm I'm not really understanding that yeah. really. No. Yeah. Like, no, I mean that's yeah. Like like in that aspect, there are some things that that are like you know cooking a little excessive to to mm. your excessive point. But, but the movement in general, like, I mean, it's not just America. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No. It's yeah. just it, so and the big push with a lot of it is really people are saying, yeah, and they're going, yeah. look, yeah. we don't want, we don't want anything special anymore. We just want to be equal, period. We are on a spectrum when it comes to gender. Yeah. Right. Right. I have I I've, I've seen a couple of different things very recently. One by Bill Nye, even they are saying that gender-wise, we are on a spectrum that there is more than just male or female, mm-hmm. and that and that and they are also saying that the parts you're born with Don't really have it. no no influence on what your gender is, your gender and your physical like. Uh, yeah, basically, the, the your equipment, your tools, your plumbing doesn't mean shit. Like it really is. Uh, I I understand that. I understand that that it's not. But but see, here's the thing: you don't have a separate gender for that. You have a separate brain chemistry. That doesn't mean if you you know every gay man may think they should have been born a woman. You know, this is a generalization. I'm not saying this is fact. As a generalization, every gay man may think that they should have been born a woman, but they were born with male parts. So their gender is male. Mentally, they may be female, and that's fine. And if they want to go through the gender reassignment surgery, I have no problem with them. I actually have a friend who did it. I have no problem with any legal court document switching their gender from male to female. Axel's going to get some mistake there after this. <laughs> you are. I'm sorry. You Axel. We do. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so we're going to plug stuff. So I'll go get a condom, and we'll start with, don't forget, our pals over at the Open Mic in Hillsboro right now. Oh, what is that? Right now, PC is who does um, Influence Art Gallery. Yeah, they run an open mic. It's kind of a public outreach thing. Anybody gets to play. It's a really awesome atmosphere. It's one of those places you go to to enjoy the music and the atmosphere, and everybody who is there will bend over backwards for you. I love it. I love I love. There's so many events. Um, you know, fundraisers. Uh, I call it the Carnegie Hall of Oregon. Nice. Yeah. And you, you know what's you know what's a lot of fun? Uh, going floating. Martin McCarver. If you guys ever want to have a good time and bang music and just float down the river for four hours and enjoy nature, that's what, that's what you need to do. Martin McCarver floats in Oregon. 
Yeah, but are they floating down the Willamette or the Columbia? Um, no, you're going down. Um, you're actually, you know, Barton the Carver. Have you ever done the Barton the Carver? No. Float. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to connect you guys. We're all gonna have to float. Um, I did it last summer for a friend of mine who um, was diagnosed with um, incurable cancer, and it was fantastic. I mean, he's still living. He's doing really good. But we, we float. You just float down for four hours. Have a good time. It's nature. I mean, you know, people are pulling off on the sides of the beaches and just partying and talking and talking about life, and it's, it's, it's incredible. It's one of the coolest things I've done here in Portland. Is uh, yeah, but is it the Willamette or the Columbia? Uh, it's the Willamette. Oh, okay. I, I I don't have a full body condom to float down the Willamette, so I don't think I'll do that. Uh, well, you know what? We we're just gonna get a big float. Uh, I'll get a big float. I had a float last year to fit twelve of us. Oh, cool. Yeah, we'll just all go on the same float. I've got a waterproof speaker, and we'll just float and have a good time. It's cool. the Clackamas River. Or oh, was it the Clackamas? Right. It's not as bad. It's the Clackamas. I was wrong. Nothing wrong. But yeah, for us, uh, for us. Yeah, see, a regular raft has about a 24-hour lifespan in the Willamette. It actually will eat the rubber. Uh, oh, yeah, because the Willamette's so dirty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Willamette is nasty. I mean, people have gotten flesh-eating bacteria out of the Willamette. I'm, I'm not going in it. No, no, I I heard that too. I heard that too. So, um, so yeah, it is a clack in the fly bad. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a fantastic float. And it's such a good time. Last time we went floating, there was these uh, there was a guy floating down the river with a picnic table inside the float. They float had speakers. I mean, you could hear him for miles. I mean, we're all dancing and having a good time. It's, yeah, having a good time. If you are a fan of our show and would like to contribute, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash Radio. Takes only a few minutes to sign up. You can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, at RottenCorpseENT. Our shows are free and available to download on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and to find all things disturbing and beyond, RottenCorpseRadio.com. Yay! Yay! Awesome.